little line that stood out to me in that song to silence the boast of sin in the grave. Come on, sin and the grave, sin and death have a voice at us sometimes. Come on, a boast sometimes. Begin to try to taunt and accuse and ridicule. And I love that the name of Jesus silences the boast. Anything trying to brag or boast against you today, come on, let's just say the name of Jesus and give him praise one more time for silencing the boast of every sin and every grave and everything that's trying to hold us captive to less than what is glorious. Father, we thank you that your name has been exalted above every name, Jesus. That at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that you are God to the glory of the Father. Whatever's trying to boast against us, Lord, we shout your name to today. Whatever storyline's trying to play and boast its voice at us, we shout the name of Jesus because every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that you are God. And that we have victory in your name today. Lord, as a people, there's a lot of things on the planet trying to boast at us right now. And we just say silence because there's no greater name. We thank you that you've given us your name so graciously. We thank you that we are invited to use it, that we're privileged to be called by it, to call out to our Father through it. We call on you tonight, God, today, God. We call on your your presence, and we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, no pandemic can stop us. No political divide can hurt us. Lord, your church has been through hell, and actually the Bible says we will storm hell. We will take over hell. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. That We're a prevailing church in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Empower your people today, Lord, in a new way for a new season there's no greater name Lord no no matter what we're facing today I thank you for the name we need your name in this hour Lord we invoke your name we thank you that you've allowed us to be ambassadors on this planet representing another nation so no matter what our nation is going through Lord everywhere we walk is the soil of another nation the soil of a heavenly kingdom God let us carry your kingdom with us with confidence and boldness Lord in these next few weeks God as the divide and the and the pain and the the pull of society the pull of man comes at us Lord let us let us live in the tension with your kingdom come and your will be done let us not forget that you conquered sin hell and the grave that you conquered this planet in Jesus mighty name come on give him your best praise right now he's worth it we love you lord man come on what's up transformation church already lost my voice and i didn't even preach yet can you give it up for my good friend matt lynch right here and our worship team man brother thank you for being with us so much it's an honor to have you here y'all y'all continue to pray for for matt he's been stepping out into some can we can i just i know you wouldn't ask me to do this i just felt led by the spirit to do this would you just extend your hands to him and listen he, he's stepping out into some ministry stuff and some things god's called him to and so it's just so cool that we talked we met at a, at a swimming pool on vacation at melbourne in melbourne florida about 10 years ago man his, our kids were little babies and so we just started talking and we're friends on social media and i'm like man why don't you why don't you just come up and lead a little worship with us and pour out we need a little spark plug up in the house right so this 
guy, bro, he just, he said, I sweat for a living when I worship. And so we're just, we're just going to believe God to open every door, just divine uh, steps. Father, I thank you for the vulnerability of this man. I thank you for laying it all out on the line, that he doesn't hold it back, that he's not ashamed, that he is made in your image wonderfully and fearfully, God, and that everything he puts his hand to, Lord, everything he puts his voice on breaks through, God. Everything he shouts at, walls come down, God. I thank you for just a breakthrough anointing. I thank you for every ministry step, not just ministry, but calling, God. I thank you for divine timing, Lord. Your purpose prevail in every direction of his life. In Jesus' mighty name, demons flee at the sound of his voice. Amen. 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 Love you, brother. Come on, grab your seat. Look at somebody and say, we win. As you grab your seat, it's good to be in the house with you. Come on, Transformation Church. Y'all doing good today? It is good to be here. Come on, what's up online? Can we give our online people a, a welcome? Thanks for being with us online. And uh, we, we have a lot going on. I'm so excited. Just, it's so good to worship. I already lost my voice and I haven't even started preaching yet. And so um, I, I just, I might preach softer to you today. Uh, but we have a, a lot happening. Next week, I start a new series called Made for the Middle. Made for the Middle. It's going to be appropriate right before the election. Made for the Middle. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be just some thoughts about the election and some thoughts about the direction of our country and just what we're called to as a church, what we're called to as Christians being made for the middle. There's a tension in the middle. There's a stretch in the middle. I'm just going to give you a little thought on that. You don't want to miss next week. We're going to begin that series all through November, made for the middle. But today I want to end the series on, our, on the Holy Spirit. It's an upgrade series. We've been looking at the Holy Spirit being in our life and the upgrade he gives us as we walk through uh, the battles of this planet. It's impossible to live Christianity out without the Holy Spirit. Christianity is not hard. It's impossible. And I want to go into a story today. I was going a different direction uh, but the Holy Spirit took me to this passage. He's been uh, putting it on my heart. I thought I would preach it last week, but he said, I want you to preach it this week. And so I'm gonna share that today. And, um, uh, and then tonight we're gonna have an encounter night where uh, uh, Matt's gonna be leading worship with us and with some of our team. And we're just gonna b- believe for a night. We've been doing a series on the Holy Spirit. We're gonna believe for a night of just praying for each other for the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I'd love to see you here. The altars will be open. We have water baptism. If you wanna take that next step, we'll have that tonight. And um, just really believing for an activation of the power of God we need the who would say we need the power of God in our life right now come on the church is a supercharged supernatural people and so Paul said this to the Romans when he went to visit them he said how I long to come to you that I may impart some spiritual gift to you there's a debate in in, in theologians that it was just more rhetoric not like literally a, a impartation but but literally there's a as, a as a theology and like kind of an understanding that there's an impartation that's why the bible says don't lay hands on someone too quickly or don't join in ministry there's this impartation of the power of god and so we're going to believe tonight just for an impartation it's great to have to have you know preaching and proclamation but god a lot of times does proclamation not just for proclamation's sake for impartation's sake and so we're going to believe for impartation tonight. Um, but today, uh, I want to jump into 1 Kings 18. I'm going to give you two portions of scripture. Also tonight, we have a family meeting at 530, a members-only family meeting. If you can make it to that, I'd love to share my heart with you. Just kind of get vulnerable with some of the things we've been walking through as a church and, um, and just communicate together and talk together and kind of fellowship together. And then it's going to be cool because we can have that time together and then go right into a, a, a worship and encounter moment with God, which we all need. So 1 Corinthians I mean, 1 Corinthians, well, okay, Lord, 1 Corinthians, no, I'm kidding, 1 Kings, let's go with 1 Kings 18, 1 through 2, it says this, a long time passed, then God's word came to Elijah, the drought was now in its third year, the, this message, 
Go and present yourself to Ahab, God said. I'm about to make it rain on the country. Three years of drought. It says, go present yourself to Ahab. I'm about to make it rain on the country. Elijah gets this word. So Elijah set out to present himself to Ahab. The drought in Samaria at the time was most severe. How many would say that the drought around the planet is most severe? The drought in Samaria at the time was most severe. Here's a nation that has been in drought for three years. Elijah gets a word from God. It's about to rain. It's about to rain. Come on, I'm, I'm telling you, like the COVID thing is just the devil's way of, 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 of giving God an opportunity to show off and rain on this planet. It's about to rain. Elijah has this confrontation with the prophets of Baal. They can't make any fire come from heaven. They've got wood. They've got this, this altar and nothing's happening for hours and hours. And then Elijah steps up, puts the wood on. And the first thing Elijah does is take water and pour it on the wood. Three times he puts water on the wood. A lot of people say, oh, well, he did that to, to show that God can do the impossible, that he can light up burnt wood. That's not what God was doing. God can light up any, no wood. <laughs> It wasn't that he was trying to make it harder for God to prove he was God. No, 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 no. It was a three-year drought. Water was a scarce commodity. Water was, was limited and everyone was dying of thirst in this drought and they were parched. And so he poured out the most scarce commodity in drought. There was this sacrifice. He had a word from God and he was, it was about to rain. He had a word from heaven. It's about to rain. He had a word from the word. It's about to rain. So he pours out this water as a faith sacrifice. Nothing is scarce when you know your source. Whatever you're walking through right now, a lot of you have forgotten your source. And what happens when you forget your source is that you get scared to make sacrifice. When you forget your source, you get scared to make sacrifice. And the problem with forgetting your source and being fearful to sacrifice is that sacrifice always precedes the supernatural. He makes this sacrifice and he pours out this, this water and all of a sudden the supernatural fire of God comes from heaven because he doesn't forget the source. He's willing to make a sacrifice and he has this divine encounter with this demonic worldly prophets of Baal. He slaughters 450 of them in the valley. He prays and God answers by fire. But I want you to hear this. There's still a drought in the land. And so my assignment today is to kind of deal with the fact that there is divine breakthrough and deadly drought in the same text. There's, there's this tension in the text that I want to deal with that literally in our life at times, in the same chapter, there's this divine movement and this drought in the same chapter of our life. Anybody ever felt like God was doing something in one area and in another area, it was like, God, I can't even get quenched there. I don't even know what you're doing. My assignment, I want to deal with the tension in the text often that finds itself into the chapters of our life where one thing is divine and another thing is drought. Marriage is going great. Kids are in pain. Financially successful marriage hurting. Miracles in my finances, health is deteriorating. Purity in one area, perversion in another. Am I talking to any Christians today? I mean, I mean there's this tension in our life because we're human and, and, and there's clarity in our mind at moments, but doubt in our heart in moments. There's a tension in the text and we see what Elijah does. James actually recounts what Elijah does to see the drought end. And he compares you and I to Elijah in this story. 
He says that we're just human, just like this guy, that, that we can do what he did. And so I just want to run through some thoughts of what Elijah did in order to deal with the drought sometimes and the divine in the same context of our life. 1 Kings 18, 41 through 44, it says, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of the abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. So he went and looked and said, there is nothing. And seven times he said, go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. There's an exclamation there, so I could yell it, but I'm not going to. <laughs> so he said, go up and say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain Stops. Go up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of rain. And Elijah put his head between his knees and prayed. Go up, for there is a sound of rain. No rain was happening yet. There was no rain. Nothing was raining. There was no natural rain. There was, there was nothing happening that could be seen. He had a word from God that wasn't working yet. Anybody ever had a word from God that you felt like, man, this thing ain't working yet, God? I know you said it's going to rain, but I, but, and, and he says, I hear a sound. Three years of drought, I hear a sound. Three years of drought, there is a sound. Come on, I don't know what you're facing right now, but you need to look at a couple people and say, there is a sound. Just tell a couple people right now, there is a sound. There's a sound of rain. He says, there's this sound. The first thing you have to do when you face drought is hear in the spirit. He hears it before he hears it. He sees it before he sees it. Right now, more than ever, the church needs to hear in the Spirit. We have to make decisions in the Spirit. We have to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. We've got this upgrade from God, and we have to hear in the Spirit, even when we, especially when we don't feel like the Word is working. We've got to hear God in the Spirit. My wife does this with our two boys. We've got two boys, they're 17 and 15. They live in our basement, they're basement dwellers. And, 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 and she ha she, she'll come to me, she'll say, and they'll have friends in the basement, and she'll say, hey, come here, come here, honey. Do you hear that? Do you hear him? I'm like, no, no. She's like, no, 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 no. Shh, do, you, do you hear it? Do you hear that? I'm like, no, no, I don't hear anything. She's like, exactly. <laughs> They're up to something. <laughs> Something's happening. And I, I'm like, babe, just because it's quiet doesn't mean, and every time she's exactly right, every time the silence is there, something has happened in the basement. Just because you think God's not talking, just because you think the word's not working, just because you think the moment you go, I don't hear anything exactly, God's working something in the basement of your life. God's doing something. There's a sound of healing. There's a sound of hope. There's a sound of restoration. There's a sound of a cure. There's a sound of new life. We're in a crazy season of pandemic and pain and divide. And sometimes we go, I can't hear. Shh, shh. I hear a sound of rain. I hear a sound of healing. I hear a sound of peace. I hear a sound of purpose. I hear, I hear a sound. Jesus said, I only say what I hear the Father saying. What are you hearing the Father say in this season of your life right now? You gotta get quiet enough to hear before you hear it, to see it before you see it. We have to hear in the spirit. Please hear me, don't confuse commotion with motion. God speaks and works in silence sometimes. Don't confuse all the busyness and the commotion of the, of the media with motion and 
in the spirit world, get quiet too. Ahab ate and Elijah prayed. Elijah bowed down on the ground, put his face between his knees. Number two, very simple, go low in prayer. If you feel like there's a drought on your life in any area, go low in prayer. Ahab ate, Elijah prayed. You get two choices when drought hits, flesh or spirit. He tells Ahab, go up and eat. And Ahab goes up and eats and drinks, but Elijah begins to pray. You get flesh or spirit. You get faith or fear. And the church has been cowering in fear for the last couple of months. For this year, we've been hit with fear by the enemy. And so many things, we are not gonna cower. We're gonna stand in faith. We're a faith people. Drought will make you choose. Come on, somebody. Drought will make you choose faith or, or flesh in a minute. Come on. You, many people are choosing. Right now, we know the biggest pain on the planet ever. People are choosing alcohol. People are choosing depression. People are choosing suicide. People are choosing all kinds of painful things. Come on, I've been choosing some, some I, I chose, this is my cheat. We went to, uh, we went to Sweet Peas Barbecue. I took, he said, I wanted the best barbecue you know of in the area. If you got a better one, tell me. But I went to Sweet Peas. I'm a vegan, somebody. I had I, I ate the beans and 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 I ate the 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 collard greens and and I knew the collard greens had a little bacon up in it. I didn't even care. <laughs> you 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 you're gonna choose you're gonna choose flesh or spirit. It's easy for us to choose flesh in the middle of drought. Choose food. Choose division. Choose fear. Choose chaos. Choose gossip or choose worship or choose prayer or choose the word or choose. God's strength or choose our strength and I've got to get on my knees and you've got to get on your knees and go low in prayer heard a story about these dudes in Canada broke down in their car on the side of the road in the winter there was no one for miles around they panicked they knew they'd die in the cold they pulled the seats of the car out lit them on fire they ran that that died down they took the clothes that were in their suitcases lit it on fire finally that was burning down they had to, they lit the car on fire the next morning when light came they realized they had cell service and if they burn anything down, either, you're either burning stuff down or, 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 or lifting stuff up in prayer. We're, we're either, when, when we hit this kind of drought in this season, either we're gonna just catch everything on fire in our life and just say, grab for the flesh, or we're gonna say, okay, God, I need to light some stuff up in prayer. You can write this down. If you don't hear with the spirit, you'll decide with the senses. I, I know it's easy to go by five senses right now, divide and anger and politics and, and, and elections and, and debates and, 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 and colors and races and creeds. And there's so much of it. And we're either, either going to make decisions by the spirit. And what's God saying and doing? Or we're going to put our hazard lights on with everybody we encounter. Do, do you know it's illegal to drive with your hazard lights on? If you ever put your hazard lights on in a big storm, that's illegal because people actually think the car stopped. The only time you're allowed to turn hazard lights on is when your car is stopped on the side of the road. And the, and the only car that is allowed to have hazard lights on while it's moving is a funeral procession. So if we're all going around with hazard lights on and no humble lights on, and we're flashing in fear and hazard at everybody. We're actually dying. We're actually killing each other. We're actually operating in something that's illegal, but we can go low in prayer. We can put our humble lights on, go low in prayer. It says Elijah bowed down, put his face between his knees in prayer. That's, a, that's such a position of humility. Such a position of, of getting low and letting the spirit of God begin to do things. We, I need humility. You need humility in this hour. Come on, we need, uh, we need humility. There's a season of praying for what we hear in the spirit and Elijah goes low in prayer. And then he says this, hey, go see what's happening to the servant. Go and look. Number three, I'm just giving you some simple thoughts today. Stay expectant. 
When you pray, stay expectant. Go and look. You tell, go and look. Go and look. Stay expectant. This guy goes and he looks. You know what the servant says? I see nothing. Do you know that many people right now see nothing? Do, do you know, can I be honest and open? Like there's been times in my life in this, this year that I see nothing. I'm talking with my brother. We're praying together. Comes in town. We're, I'm talking with him. I'm like, man, I, he's like, what are you seeing? I'm like, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to figure what we're, we're praying and believe. There's moments that I see one day and the next day I'm going, God, what do, what do I see? What did I see? I have to remind myself and you have to remind yourself. Here's this servant. He says, I see nothing. What's your expectation right now in 2020? What are you looking at this year like? What are you looking at the rest of the year like? What do you see? It's easy in drought to say, I see nothing. It's easy to get things coming at you and not see anything. What does 2020 look like for you the rest of the year? Elijah says, go back and look again. Go back and look again. I see resurrection. I see Jesus' name. I see the dead things coming to life. I see healing. I see a new day. I see new hope. I see new freedom. I see a prevailing church. I see a prevailing people. I see rain over Knoxville. I see revival in the city. I see a heart for people. I see by faith and not by sight. What do you see? I see a way where there is no way. I mean, it doesn't look like there's a way. Elijah says, go back again six times. Go back again. 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 Go. I would tell you, go back again and look at 2020. Go back again and look at that relationship. Go back again and look at what God's doing. What do you see? Go back again. He goes six times he looks again he looks again and he looks again look what matthew 7 7 through 12 says in the message i'm just talking about staying expectant pray again go back again get a new perspective again don't bargain with god be direct ask for what you need this isn't a cat and mouse hide and seek game we're in if your child asks for bread do you trick him with sawdust <laughs> yeah it's a bad trick. If he asks for fish, do you scare him with a live snake on his plate? As bad as you are, you wouldn't think of such a thing. You're at least decent to your own kids. So don't you think the God who conceived you in love will be even better? And stay expectant. Knock again. Ask again. Seek again. Believe again. Look again. Can I preach to you today? Yes. Quit bargaining with God. Well, God, if you do this, I will do this. God, I will never do that again if you'll just do this. Come on, y'all know about those toilet bowl prayers, somebody. <laughs> God, it's, it's about his love, not your loyalty. And we bargain with God and try to prove how loyal we are when he knows you were gonna just drop it the next day. It's about his love. Go back again, stay expectant. Number four. It came to pass the seventh time. It came to pass the seventh time. It came to pass the seventh time. Don't quit on six. Don't quit on six. Stay expected, but don't quit on six. Don't stop on six. It's interesting. Six is the number of man. It's very easy when drought hits to quit on six. Don't quit on being tired. Don't quit because you're angry. Don't quit because you're depressed. Don't quit because no one talked to you. Don't quit because you're down. Don't quit because you're disappointed. Don't quit because of your past or your mistakes. Or don't quit because of your pain. Don't quit on six. 
Six is the number of man. We're all man. We're all mankind. There's things in our life that make us want to quit at times. And he says, listen, six times, but the seventh time it happened. Come on, when you ever go to that pizza buffet and you get to put in what kind of pizza you want and you walk up there and you tell them, I want some sausage and, and bacon and pepperoni. I want this. And, and you go up and it's not there. You keep going back up to the buffet, right? You don't settle for pineapple and ham. That ain't pizza, somebody. You don't, you don't settle for cheddar cheese pizza. That ain't, that ain't pizza, somebody. You get up there and look at that and be like, man, that's nasty. And you go back up your way until you finally get up there and you see your bacon and beef and banana pepper pizza. Jesus. God's saying, quit selling for pineapple and ham. Somebody hates me today. Quit, quit settling for, for, keep going back until you see with the order. I don't mean God's like this chef and all that. Look, I'm thinking, no, but there's his will, his purpose, his destiny. And so often we quit on six. We quit when we're discouraged. We quit when we're down. We quit when we're out. And that's mankind's number. It says the seventh time God got involved. I'm just here to tell you, don't quit before God gets involved. God's about to get involved. God's about to do something. God's about to breathe on this planet. God's, I told Matt back in the green room, I said, the way the devil's attacked this planet and attacked the church, I can't imagine what God's about to do. Don't, don't quit on six. Come on, seventh is, the, is the, the sign of creation. Seventh is the number of God. Seventh is where God brings uh, creation out of chaos. On the seventh day, it was finished. It was complete. God's about to bring a miracle out of your misery. Whatever you're going through this morning, whatever you've been fighting, whatever battle, the seventh day is perfection. Keep knocking, keep asking, keep believing, keep asking God for his reign. Don't quit on six. I know this season seems like it's been too tough to navigate for many people, but God's about to do something significant. Number five, the Bible says he sees a, a hand, a cloud the size of a man's hand. Very interesting, the cloud the size of a man's hand coming up out of the sea. Elijah's praying the whole time. He's never stopped praying, telling his servant, I expect something to happen. Go look again, go look again, go look again. Some of you just need to go look again. Go look again. Go look. God's saying to somebody today, go look again. Go believe again. Stay expecting again. Go look again. And then, and, then, and then the servant comes back on the seventh time and says, I see a cloud the size of a man's hand rising out of the sea. I just want to tell you, don't, don't discount small things. All through the scriptures, the biggest miracles came from the smallest seeds. All through the Bible, it was actually a prerequisite for God to use people. It was actually a prerequisite. It, the, the small mite was the greatest offering, right? The widow's mite. The small mustard seed was the greatest of trees and the greatest of harvest. The small loaves and the small fish and that little boy, that little small boy's life was the miracle that fed 50 plus thousand. The, the, the smallness of Saul in his own eyes, he was chosen to be king over Israel when he was small in his own eyes. Come on, there's some small things in your life that you're discounting. You're like, that's just so small. That's just so little. Stop discounting the small things that God has put into your life. Even though they're small, it's the greatest miracles that will begin to happen. I want to say this. Drought sometimes has a tendency to make us value something we've discounted. What, 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 what in this drought have you discounted that God's trying to put your heart back onto to see value? What, what is it that's been squeezing you or bringing drought around your life that you can go, you know what, I've really discounted that small thing. I've really discounted, I really haven't put value in that. God's trying to get your attention to value the thing that you've discounted. 
It might be your gift. It might be your talent. It might be a friendship. It might be a, a word. It might be, it might be a job. It might be a spouse. It might be a child. I, I don't know. Sometimes we get into drought and it makes us value the things that we've discounted. I just want to challenge you. I know this season is tough. Can I tell you, you're going to get a whole lot out of it. You're like, man, I don't know how I can get anything out of this. You're going to get a whole lot out of it. This small cloud carried revival rain. This small cloud, the size of a man's hand, five, the number of grace. This small cloud, the size of grace, began to rise up out of the sea, came up out of the waters, and all of a sudden brought rain for a region. There is rain inside of the small things that you've discounted. There's rain inside of the gifts that God has for you. My title for today, it's the last thought. It's just, it's a simple thought that God uses drought to remove our doubts. Because sometimes drought hits and we begin to doubt. Can I sacrifice this water, God? It's still a drought. And I don't know if you're going to supply. And God begins to say, you know what? I want you to join arms and I want you to believe. I want to just, I want to just go back into worship for a second. Would you, would you stand up with me? I, I want you to hear this. The cloud, the size of a man's hand actually rose up out of the ocean out of the water it, it didn't it wasn't above the people it was down the, and it rose out of the people there's a cloud inside of the people God doesn't want to move from the platform down from a preacher down from some some platform down he wants to move from his people inside of us and as we link arms in unity and vision and miracles and purpose doubt begins to be driven out because there's been this drought in our life and we grab hands and God begins to let this sea rise up this cloud and water a region can we just get together in worship right now come on let's just make it rain on the region for a second there's a cloud the size of a man's hand rising up out of this place i believe it come on lord rain on this place come on let's give him some worship today let's saturate heaven today come on let it rise
make it rain in the middle of drought. Lord, when we face a tension today of, of breakthrough in one area and a drought in another, God, we get on our knees, God. We call out to you because you're the only one that can make a way where there's no way. And Lord, we go back and we look again. Lord, forgive us for putting our mouth on this year as something negative. Forgive us for talking about the situations as something negative. Forgive us for not seeing with the spirit, but seeing with the senses, God. Let us see what you're doing. Help us to be humble in prayer, God. Stay expectant, God, and go back again. Lord, forgive us for quitting on six. We go back again, we look again. We, we never would say again that we see nothing. It's impossible if you're our Savior. We're not a people that see nothing. We're a people that see by faith. I just declare today that the Spirit of God, the size of a man's hand, would rise from this place as we worship together, God. And then it would hit this region even. It would hit this area. It would hit our homes. Lord, don't, don't stop in this place. Lord, let us be a people of worship, a people of humility, a people of, of your presence, oh God. Upgraded by your Spirit, Lord. Thank you for the, the cloud that contains rain. I love that it doesn't come from heaven down. It comes from the sea up. You know, a sea is a sea of people in the Bible. When they see the cloud coming out of the sea, it's coming out of God's people. Again, I just declare that no longer is it some type of platform performance or platform ministry. It's from the people up. It's from the people out. It's from the people through. It's from His Spirit is in you and I, the rivers of living water. Come on, don't discount what He's said to you. Don't discount what He's whispered to you. Don't discount what He's shown you in the dark. Don't discount what He's doing in the basement of your life if you feel like it's silent for a moment. God's at work. I want to pray for you today. Just, I believe there's a mighty pouring of rain in every cloud that God rises from this place and from our hearts. Holy Spirit, thank you for being in our life and on our life. If you're in this place, I just, no one looking around, just head bowed, heads bowed and eyes closed for a second. I'm not going to embarrass you, but I'm just going to ask you to put your hand up if you want me to pray for you in any of these areas. But maybe you're here today and you say, you know what, Pastor, you know what, I, I, I've stopped expecting. I've quit on six and I've, I've stopped expecting and I need to expect again. I need to believe again. Or you know what? I've undervalued or discounted something small in my life. It's been small and this drought has hit in certain areas and I've been a little bit afraid in these things. I've discounted, but I see today that I've got some mighty things in my life I can use for God. Maybe you're experiencing the tension between God moving in one area and then a drought in the other. You need prayer. Maybe you just need to go low in humility and, and believe God again and expect God again. Any of those areas, if they would apply to you, I want to pray for us. I want to pray for me, for you. Again, just I'm praying for the Holy Spirit to move on us. No one looking around. If that's you, if you say, Pastor, just pray for me in one of those areas, would you put your hand up to me today? I'm facing this in my life. Come on, hands across the room. Got my, my hand up in certain areas. Father, you see our hand. You know our hearts today, God. We're your people. Lord, the earth is has been hit with some things. And you said when the enemy comes in, like a flood, you raise up a standard, God, against the enemy. So I pray, God, that today, Holy Spirit, you would rise from among us and that we would see again, we would, we would expect again, we would go low, we would hear in prayer by the Spirit, that we might not see it working yet, but we've got a word from heaven and we're gonna hold on to what you've spoken and what you've said. And we know that you're working in our life and we can't see it, you're working. You turn graveyards into gardens, Lord. With the power of your spirit, I pray that we would expect gardens again. 
We would expect life again. We'd expect freedom again, Lord. Lord, be with our nation these next few weeks. Be with every person, every color, every creed. Be with everyone that calls on your name as a brother or sister. Unify us, Lord, by the Spirit. Thank you that your blood was shed. I pray, I pray for this house. I pray that we're expectant still. That we see still. That we're crying out to you still. And that you're going to do great things with small things. If you're in this place, no one looking around, just for another second, this is why we're here. Maybe you're not right with God. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. It's as simple as saying yes to him as your savior, as your Lord, as your leader. Jesus was God, is God, came to this planet, lived as a man, lived perfect, died on a cross, rose from the dead to remove all of our sin, all of our doubt, all of our shame, so we don't have to bargain with God or, or be distant from God, that we can have an eternal relationship with a good father and have eternity with him in heaven. If you're here today, maybe you've known church, but you haven't known Jesus. Maybe you've known denomination or religion. Maybe you've known rules. Maybe you've never known any of it, and you know you need a fresh start with God. You know you need someone to lead your life, and you're ready to give your life to God. You can't do it on your own. Maybe you, you've lost your expectation for good. Maybe you've, you think you're just too small to matter. God says, I came to the planet just for you. If that's you and you're here today, I'm not going to embarrass you or bring you forward or make you do anything like that. I'm going to ask you to put your hand up to me in a minute. If you say, you know what, Jamie, I need a fresh start with God. Maybe you were right with God yesterday or last week, but you know you're away from him today. You know you need a fresh start. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this. If you would give your life to Jesus, just surrender. Jesus, take control of my life. Be my Lord. You get a fresh start with God. If that's you, if you need a fresh start right now, just would you put your hand up to me? Pastor, pray for me. I need a fresh start this morning with God. Come on, God bless you. Thank you for your boldness. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, anybody. I need it. God bless you, sir. Come on, thank you for your boldness. I need a fresh start. I don't want to run my own life. I don't want to do it on my own. I don't have the strength or energy. I need a big God. Come on, anybody else? I'm just going to pray a prayer real quick. If you put your hand up, you can pray my words or your own words. If you didn't put your hand up, pray pray this prayer with me put your heart up in this prayer no magic in the words Jesus died and rose again it's that simple to give you a new heart and a new life let's just pray together Father thank you for dying for me on that cross Jesus thank you for coming to this planet and living perfect taking my place on that cross and removing all my sin and all my shame and all my guilt and nailing it to that tree be my Lord and my Savior. I surrender. I believe you died and that you rose again from the dead to give me a brand new life and a brand new heart. I give you my heart. I give you my life, Lord. Make me alive to you, Holy Spirit. Fill me with your power and give me the strength and courage to serve Jesus as my Lord and Savior the rest of my days in Jesus' name. Come on, give me praise this morning for people saying yes to heaven. So proud of you. You put your hand up right there. I'm so proud of you, man. That's the greatest decision you'll ever make. God's getting involved in your life as your leader right now.